0: Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. But first off, before I come to my um, opening guest, I want to read from you a summary of a story that we've been following here on the Morning Mix. In fact, Mary Carolyn, in today's edition of the Irish Times on Page 5, has a feature article in this. She says Gail skull principle must be reinstated by today. So, as you've heard in South East Radio News, a judge has made orders directing that a County Wexford Gwaleskull principal who was found by the WRC, the Labour Court, and the High Court to have been unfairly dismissed be allowed return to his job. In a ruling, Mr Justice Brian Cregan confirmed an earlier order that Adolna O'Seward is to be re engaged as head teacher of Gwaleskull Mushog in Gorey over a decade after he was suspended and then fired from his role. The judge said that Mr assured had suffered a terrible injustice due to unreasonable and uh, misjudgments by the board, who he added had a vendetta against the principal. He also ruled that all arrears of pay and entitlements due to him be paid to him. In the disciplinary proceedings against Mr O'Shord, the judge said the board had deliberately exaggerated charges against him, made unfounded allegations of fraud against him, had withheld information from him and ignored his evidence. Those allegations were endlessly recycled in the WRC, the Labour Court and the High Court in an unprincipled attempt to blacken his name, the judge said. It was clear, the judge said, that the board had an animus against him and had sought to destroy his reputation. That in itself should give the board pause for thought, Mr Justice Cregan said. He said the board had now three bites of the cherry and it had failed in three different forums. It now wishes to have a fourth bite by seeking to bring an appeal against the finding of unfair dismissal before the Supreme Court. It should not waste further taxpayers' money on legal battles, he said. It's well past time, in my view, for the vendetta to come to an end. It is time for the board to accept that it unfairly dismissed Mr O'Sord and seek to make amends. Uh, he said Mr O'Shord is entitled to resume his professional life and career and a full featured article on that is by Mary Carolyn in today's edition of the Irish Times. Now, Senator Gerard Crockwell posted on Twitter X yesterday the following I believe my colleague Malcolm Byrne needs to make a statement on his role in this case where an attempt was made to destroy this man's career. The Board of Management case was rejected by the WRC the Labour Court and the High Court. It seems a very vindictive case. And Senator Malcolm Byrne now joins me. Good morning to you, Malcolm.
1: Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your
0: listeners. I've read out a summary of the article in the Irish Times with Mary Carlin. I've read out uh, Senator Crockwell's tweet. What's your response to what I've just read out, please?
1: Well, I suppose, and you, you raised this with me, and I made a statement on it last week, Alan. Um, so uh, I was invited onto the board of Wales Gunmyslope by Aegon Swords in Late 2011, and I haven't been a member of the board since 2015, so I, I can't speak to events after 2015. Uh, and I am also conscious, as you say, that there there may be an appeal um, taken by the current board and the department uh, on this issue. So I, I can't uh, I can't really comment on that. Um, I, I obviously accept uh, the decision of the court. Uh, I, I don't believe that was an Um The Two cases uh, that came forward um, as a board we acted with uh, you know we consulted with the patron body their solicitors and with the departments and we acted on their advice um, the first incident as is well documented was an instance um, involving mr. swords and a pupil in first class this was a class of seven year olds uh, it was a child protection case Um I believe it was rightly referred, and I think as in any child protection case, I don't think that a board is any option. It was rightly referred uh, to the HSE. Uh, they took a year uh, to come back uh, with their findings. Um, and during that time, uh, a young teacher in the school made a protected disclosure to the board um, that Mr. Swords was asking her to um, fill in you know, the roll books incorrectly, um, that resulted in the submission uh of inflated student enrollment returns to the department of education and indeed mr sos has, has admitted that I listened to your interview carefully last week where he referred to this as as massaging the figures uh the The difficulty for us as a board at the time was that 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 decision had consequences um you you'd be familiar with uh you know discussions around schools where they're a couple of pupils short uh, to be able to either retain or gain uh, uh-huh. an extra teacher. Uh, that, that becomes a regular issue. Um, in this case, um, there were, uh, you know, uh, this uh, protected disclosure came forward. Um, it had to be investigated. There was a department investigator uh, who came in and she discovered that, yes, it was the case. Mr. Soares admitted uh, that it was um, the case. His arguments, and and this is what the court accepted, was that he did it with full knowledge of the board at the time. Now, there were consequences for the school because, obviously, resources that are allocated to schools are done on the basis of student numbers, uh, and that includes the number of teachers. So the Mm -hmm. department then sought the return of resources that were given to the school on the basis of the inflated numbers uh, and also questioned the teacher allocation um, for the school. Now, all i can say on that is is is, is, okay. is and i fully acknowledge and in the case and this this was uh, the case that there were procedural errors that, that were made um i i have no problem in terms of you know coming back in and going into a you know a fuller engagement with you mm-hmm. around these issues uh, i do want to say you know i bear no ill will to, to mr Swords. I, I, I wish him the best i think what is critical for gales commissiono is, uh, is it is a really good school there are excellent teachers um within uh that school and you know i i, I agree with the judge he right. criticized how long the legal process took it should never have taken as, as long as it did as i said i haven't been involved since uh, 2015. um what i i reflected back on it and i sort of say to listeners if they were on a board the two substantive issues, there was a child protection issue. Okay. Um, I, I think, right? you know, a board has no option but to refer that to the relevant authorities. And, and I, I think, and, and this is where people can disagree, but to me, where you deliberately inflate returns mm-hmm. um, to the Department of Education, I believe that that is wrong. But look, I, yeah. I totally accept... Uh you know the the uh, the decision of the court, as I said, I, I wish Mr Swords well. Um yeah. this is a good school. I've always worked on behalf of the Grail School and any other school. Uh, and any help I can be with them in, into the future, I will be.
0: Right. Uh, just before I move away from this topic, you, uh, like in his decision, Mr. Justice Cregan said essentially the case was not one about child protection, but was about enrolment figures submitted to the Department of Education 14 years ago. The school board's chairperson, Melanie Nguyen, had alleged these were fraudulent without any basis for doing so, the judge said. Mr. Osurdi said, had said that what he did with figures was with the board's consent and approval, and that legislation governing such figures was a grey area so i mean the judge has vindicated mr or in this area and he's also said that essentially the case was not about child protection so that literally puts both your arguments it puts them out into the water basically malcolm
1: well well what i would say is that there were there were consequences concerning the i mean there was a debate around whether or not the child protection issue because that was what what started uh when Mr. Swords was on administrator's right. leave, um, the leave, the, the case around the, the numbers came forward. Um, I, I, would, I would disagree with, you know, that there aren't consequences because I think every school principal knows uh, how important um, the, yeah. the school returns are. Um, there was a, a department inspector. We acted on the advice that we received at the time from the patron body, their solicitor, and the department. There was a department inspector came along. She examined the mm. figures uh, and said "You know that, that that inflated figures were deliberately sent into the department. Um, the decision then went right. to a disciplinary panel of the department uh, when the decision was taken to dismiss Mr. George and that comprised a past president of the Irish National Teachers Organisation, uh, uh, a former senior inspector um, of the department and a senior inspector of the department. And they unanimously upheld um, the board's decision based on, uh, you know, the, 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 the deliberate inflation of figures being being sent in. Right. And as I said, the department did seek um, the return of the resources allocated on, on that basis. Uh, but look, Alan, having said all of that, yes. and, and I, I obviously can't speak for decisions taken. Uh,
0: after do, do, do you accept your own role in this
1: matter? I, I do. I, I, I absolutely do. And I uh, I would always go back and I, I believe that I acted in good faith. Um, I acted on the basis of, you know, the information that was provided to us on the advice that was given to us by the patron body, right. their solicitors and the department. Uh, and I think, you know, for any of your listeners, if they're sitting on a school board uh, and they have to address you know, these issues, um, they they have to respond. Uh, I I still view the the question of the deliberate inflation of returns. Uh, to the can department. I stop you for a second, Malcolm?
0: Yeah. The judge quite clearly said that the board had consented to the inflated figures being submitted. A high court uh, judge has said that.
1: No, I, I accept that the board that was there before us, and not not our board, but the, the previous. But well, that, vin,
0: that, vind, that vindicates Mr. Assort. He's already been vindicated by a high court judge. He's also uh, been vindicated uh, by the WRC and the Labour Court. Um, and uh, like the judge has yeah, said, I, I it another, seems it I, seems it I, seems a very vindictive case. Are you prolonging the vindictiveness by taking
1: us now more? I at all. As I have said, on, I I entirely accept um, you know the outcome of of the case. I think it went on, as okay. I said to you. It went on for far too long. Um, you know the elements I, I can't discuss because if it does end up, uh, you know, with uh, with an appeal. But there was certainly I, I can say that there's there's no animus uh, whatsoever that that I acted in good faith uh, at all times. Uh, I believe when you know back then we were presented with particular evidence which had consequences for the school that we had to take particular action um, The there was a, obviously the, the court disagrees with that and I accept the decision of the court um, and as I said look, the Grail School is a really good school um, yeah. the judge concluded as, as, as you'll have seen and I only read the judgment like everyone else I, I wasn't uh, you know um, the judge concluded by saying look it's important that the school uh, gets back onto a regular footing I hope that will uh, that will happen
0: Alright uh, Malcolm you came on specifically to discuss other areas and I want to get on to them in, in in just a second but there will be those who are listening to us this morning who are saying you're using the possibility of a further appeal to the Supreme Court as an excuse not to respond fully uh, so I'll let you respond to, to those suggestions that are already made by some of the listeners this morning
1: well, Alan, well, I'm I'm very happy. Like I could have chosen not to come on and talk to you um, this morning about this case. Uh, you know, I'm always very happy to look at answering any questions, and I, I I know you're not afraid to ask the tough questions. I'm certainly happy to come into studio uh, and you know to go into further discussion on this. I uh, you know I'm not aware whether or not there is going to be an appeal. That's not my decision, and I'm obviously not. I, I can't answer mm-hmm. for the board since 2015 because I haven't been a member of the board since then. But let let me say to you, Alan, I have no problem, you know, uh, coming into the studio and answering any questions. uh, You know, that you want to put a fair interviewer, you're sometimes tough, we'll disagree on questions. And I think the fact that I came on radio this morning uh, to, you know, respond uh, to this shows that I don't have a problem in terms of addressing the issues.
0: Alright, so your, your, your gut feeling is that it will go to Supreme Court, because I want to move on to the other topics that we decided we discussed. discuss.
1: Well, well yeah. yeah, well, well I, I can't I mean, that's you know, as I said, it's not my decision. I, I'm only reading the reports, as, as you have said as well. Um, there are you know, public policy issues there around the inflation of returns going to the department because that has implications for schools generally because yeah. the department's concern is obviously now that other school principals who may you know, be at risk of losing teachers or whatever might look to deliberately inflate returns, and that's, that's where their concern exists. Right. um but i can't i mean i can't answer for what other you know other schools are are, are, are sorry what the the board and the departments are going to do it's it's it, it is being speculated though that there isn't a feel like
0: OK, uh, the views of the Morning Mix listeners are very welcome. You can give Catherine a call on 0539145222 or text or WhatsApp us on 0873737956. Now, you have some breaking news in relation... and this, These were the two topics you came on specifically to discuss, but this story broke in the Irish Times yesterday and we followed up on it. Um, improvements to electricity supply in the Kilmockridge and Ballygarrett area. Some breaking news in this area, please.
1: Yeah, well, this this is good news. Um, For a lot of listeners in the the Ballygars and Kilmuckridge area, they would have experienced regular uh, electricity outages. Uh, So problems with the electricity just going out frequently without uh, any notice. Um, The the reason for this is essentially that the the, the line, uh, the ESB Networks line, the line of electricity that services that area is one of the longest in the country. And uh, that meant that if there were any knocks to that line, uh, that meant that the, the, the electricity supply uh, could be interrupted. And you can understand for householders and businesses around Ballygarrett and Kilmuckridge, this is something about which, you know, they, they, they'd get rightly obsessed when it was happening so regularly. So along with Councillor Pitt Breen, uh, we've been meeting with ESB networks and raising this as a matter of concern. And what the ESB have now uh, done is they are um, putting um, additional resources into the substation at Banogue. Uh, This will shorten the number of the lines that will service the area. And there are in around 1,000 homes and businesses uh, along the east coast of County Wexford in Ballygaris and Kilmockridge uh, that will benefit from this. It will mean a much more reliable uh, electricity supply, particularly in a lot of those uh, a lot of those rural areas, and I'm, I'm quite certain, now that, you know, you'd have listeners who have found that they've got up in the morning and, you know, they don't have access to an electric shower, they can't boil a kettle. Uh, I think you'll find that that, that this is something that's uh, that's very welcome. As I said, Pippereen and I have been working for, for quite a while uh, to, to get this over the line, um, but uh, I think more importantly for those thousands or so households... Um, the fact that ESB networks are committing to investing in this infrastructure, uh, that, that by next year, certainly, the level of problem that we've, we've had up to now won't continue.
0: Yeah, and the other uh, topic, that, that, that is good news on the electricity front, but another area, just before we conclude our conversation with you this morning, is something I discussed with Labour Party Councillor George Lawler last week, Can you have your own views on this as well. This is the uh, electoral boundary changes. What's your uh, understanding of what's going to happen? It is
1: happening in August, isn't it? Yeah, so the, the, for the first time, we now have an independent uh, electoral commission. So the government set this up. So it's it's an independent body that will oversee and manage elections uh, and referenda, and this is something that that has been sought for a while. And one of its jobs now is the drawing up of the general election and European election boundaries. Uh, with with the election, you know, probably going to take place sometime in the next eighteen to uh, to twenty one months. And because of the uh, constitution requirements, um, we are going to have. Uh, between an extra 12 and 21 uh, TDs uh, and Wexford is certainly going to change. Now, I I was one of those who made a submission. All the submissions are available on the Electoral Commission's website and one of the things that that I express concern about is that what we don't see, whatever way things are divided, is we don't see, if you like, a scalp of population area simply being transferred um, from one, from County Wexford into another area. So, like, historically um, Fodi was put in with Carlo Kilkenny and that meant a lot of people in Monclody felt, you know, very alienated um, from political decisions being made, and I know Barbara Ann Murphy was very strong on that. Uh, And there's always a danger that if you're near county boundaries, that, you know, a few hundred or a few thousand voters will just be used to make up numbers. So I said that, look, if you're going to to do that, try to keep the local electoral areas together so that anyone who's living in an area, you have only one set of councillors and one set of TDs, that you're not dealing with, you know, one set of councillors and two or more sets uh, of TDs. It will be a big political shakeup. Um, the announcements, of uh, the detail will be on the 30th of August. Uh, I think you'll see every politician in the country uh, will be reading um, the results of of, of of that with interest. But but certainly Wexford is going to change. Whether uh, it becomes two, or three Caesars between Wexford and Wicklow, you know, there are 11 seats, so you could see two Four Caesars and a Three Caesar comprising North Wexford, South Wicklow. Um, you know, Wicklow could end up taking in parts of, of Wexford, or indeed Carlo Kilkenny could end up taking in parts of Wexford.
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.